welcome to the American Dad podcast. Yes, welcome everyone. The welcome. second best episode of season three. Runner up. Bronze. Mm-hmm. Silver place. Or silver. It's a bronzes. Silver. Is Tarnished. Joint custody. Woo! Suck it, potheads. It's the last episode of season three, too. Oh, yeah. And they will generally backload these seasons. They'll So the people who wrote the American Dad writers probably thought highly of this episode. If you polled a bunch of people, this would be a lot of people's favorite episode from the season. Yeah. And probably one of their favorite episodes of American Dad, period. It would win... Season three, number one, by popular opinion, almost right. certainly. Well, yeah, if you polled a lot of 21-year-old males and asked them if weed is good, they would tell you, yeah, and high-five you. Yeah, this is the, everybody loves this episode. The only reason this episode didn't take number one for us is the weakness of its superfluous B-plot. Yeah, it's too superfluous for me. Indubitably. Speaking of which... We're going to comment on this. We're going to do that right up front. I'm ready to do it right now. Listen here, all you limey sons of bitches. (laughs) We won the war. We'll call it what we want. I just think that plebs sounds funny and plebs sounds like you almost said a word, but you didn't. Yeah. If it is remade for America, they won't call it plebs. No, they'll call it plebs. Yeah. You may do many things, but do not correct us. (laughs) I swear to God. We will be damned. I will come across the internet. I will have a conversation with you, and I will find a word that you have only seen written. I will come at you. I will come to your house, and we will find a compromise, (laughs) and we will work through this. Also, I will force you to talk to a human in person. How's that sound? Plebeian and plebeian. I've heard them both. Just saying. Just saying. Heard them both. And also long E is funnier every time. I'll yeah. I'll concede that the British call them pedos and that's funnier than pedo. Well, there's one like it's concede, not concede. Yeah, there's an E at the end though. I'm done. What's the when Steve <laughs> in this season when Steve says your brain fell prey to my, to the hawk that is my mind. Mm-hmm. Does he say Plebeian. plebeian there? I'm not sure. Because your plebeian rodent brain fell prey to the carnivorous hawk that is my mind. <gasps> you can't talk to me like that. It could be. He does. To the carnivorous. I'm lying again. I don't know what. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, stop lying all the time. It doesn't make you more interesting. It just makes you more hateable. A uh, plot, B plot. <laughs> Kalalo, dramatic sting. That was terrible. The A-plot is that everybody is trying to get Jeff thrown in jail. I mean, Stan isn't. Stan isn't trying to get him I mean, he's, not he's trying jail. to get him in jail at the beginning, and right, then the very beginning. so is everybody else. Right. It's kind of like a... I mean, it's a bounty hunter episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rat race kind of thing. Where yeah. Where all mm. trying to get to... And the B-plot. The B-plot is Francine can't find her keys. That's all it is. Boom. A box of flip-flops so the girls could dance. Which is basically just... Small details that ultimately made it the most beautiful day of my life. My box of flip-flops is Haley is intensely staring at Jeff while eating breakfast. 
<laughs> Muy buena comida, Mrs. S. Hey, did I ever tell you guys about this choice burrito I had when I was backpacking that summer? I was super into rabbits. The dude who makes them uses a syringe to inject a squirt of sour cream into the center of each bean. Ridiculous! Just big-eyed, staring at him like a freak. Jeff is talking about his muy bueno comida. Mm. I don't know if she's worried about what he's saying, that like this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> she can see Stan over there just like holding in. <laughs> she stares at him like she's extremely interested in him. Just something that you don't see Haley doing often. Right. She's pissed off that he's not still in the closet. Waiting. At the my box of flip flops is that Jeff uses the mist of windshield wiper fluid from his van to shower in the morning. Reading the newspaper, huh, Mr. S? Not me. Can't do it anymore. Too depressing. Bums my apex, man. Which is why he has to shower with Stan when his van is destroyed. You shave your chest? What? No! It's for work! Get out of my shower! It's very hygienic, homeless. But windshield wiper fluid usually has some other additives. Right. It's not like made for human <laughs> skin contact. My box of flip-flops is Jeff is letting a butterfly rest on his finger when he's outside of the police station. Too late, Mr. Smith. My dad's in there right now clearing my name. Which I think is supposed to be like the level of tranquility how unassuming he is that his father's in there selling him out. There's your criminal. Just give me the money. That's all I care about. Money. Not Jeff. Money. See? Wait. Am I Jeff or money? Oh, man. I'm Jeff. Mm -hmm. But it might also be a callback to the beginning of the episode where he's got like a snow white level of wildlife around him <laughs> when he's just making himself at home and stands for a yard. Morning, neighbor. Right. There's two birds kissing and a deer for some reason. And the same butterfly, possibly. Yeah. That's how empty his mind is. He's no threat to a butterfly. <laughs> okay, cannon fodder. Stan, this is a high five truth. Boom. My cannon fodder is that Jeff's mother left him before he was born. And his mom ran away before he was born. How could she do that? His father sort of hates him. My son is a worthless piece of crap who never accomplished anything. He didn't graduate high school. Do you have your high school diploma? No, they got that too? Oh, those monsters are gonna pay. Okay. Which would explain his vocation. He is the master tire inflator at the bike shop. I'm in charge of tire inflation at the bike shop. <gasps> tire inflation? Oh, that is so great. So if you were wondering, what does Jeff do? That's it. He's worked his way up to master tire inflator. He I, is in charge. I think if you went there and actually saw him there, he would be like under the person who is actually <laughs> in charge of tire inflation. And mm -hmm. he would say like, okay, I embellished it a bit. Right. I'm an apprentice. It would seem like if he worked at a bike shop, he would have a bike. He doesn't need a bike. He's got a sweet bitchin' van. Thanks, Eddie. Or had. Stan ruined it. My cannon fodder is Stan is always wearing a wire. I was wearing a wire. Why were you wearing a wire? I always wear a wire. 
and that Haley shaves her muff. That's why you shave your chest. Oh, Haley must wear a muff wire. Haley shaves her muff vagine. Her um her lady parts, which it seems like Jeff has always been confused about it. He just didn't know he was too embarrassed to ask. Right. He is like, why are you doing this? Which doesn't really make any sense for Haley being a hippie. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not so bohemian after the, all. Right. She's completely bare down there. Yeah, that's not very feminist. Right. Growing out. If you shave that, you definitely shave your pits. Yeah. Be ridiculous. Shave that and then not shave your pits. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm grossed out by this entire discussion. I'm going to keep on going. Roger becomes immune to gravity when he smokes weed. Dude. Little known power about Roger. <laughs> That's my answer for you. We're at a ward show. And the winner is... We're all dressed up. This week's award... Season-wide award. Is the Come At Me Bro Award for Worst Episode. <laughs> the nominees are... The Best Christmas Story Never. How did you like the movie? Mm. But how about that Jodie Foster? Pretty hot, huh? That's disgusting. She's 12. Yeah, a hard 12. Grass on the field! Go shoot the president! Bush comes to dinner. Look, Mr. President. Touch it. Sir, you are very drunk and you have a press conference. Touch it. You've got a press conference in the morning and I hate to be a wet blanket, but... Touch it! <laughs> I can't stand you. I gotta say, I've lived in this neighborhood for a long time and BAM! Dead kid in the cornfield, crows pecking out your eyes, mama can't find you for weeks! You're an ass, Mr. Smith. And you're funny looking. <laughs> We're pals. And the winner is... <laughs> Bush comes to dinner. Woo, yeah, suck it, W. That's pretty good. I like that. Bush comes to dinner. Is incredibly forgettable. It's so forgettable. Uh, yeah, nothing. Most bad Stan, episodes have something, have one good laugh in it. Really political. Right. Stan writes an essay to get Bush to come to eat at his house. I just need one last sentence to make it perfect. Can't you do this downstairs? No, I need you. You're my muse. Now shut up. I can't think with your babbling. And he does. There it is. There's the episode. And Bush is pretty down to earth. Seems like they were really upset with Bush, but they didn't really go after him that much. Right. I think that they... They, they were quite respectful. Yeah, they pulled some punches, but they also were... They really wanted you to know that he used to be an alcoholic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure that at least you came away with that fact. That Laura Bush ran over somebody. <gasps> My wife would run me over with a car if she knew I was drinking again. And she'd never cared. She just hit him and kept going. I think that's the only time she's done that. She's done it more. That George Bush used to own caught. a baseball team. The Texas a frat boy. Texas Wranglers. Skull and Bones. Do the Skull and Bones! If they had gotten Will Ferrell to voice George Bush in that oh, episode. it would have been so good. It would have just been like Elf, though. <laughs> Chasing Buddy around. I think that's probably what kind of loses it for me in that episode. It's just that George Bush just doesn't... His, he's just not quite funny. Doesn't no. Doesn't quite work. It wasn't a good... It was not a good episode. Um, 
And that's why it's won the Come At Me Bro Award for season three. At least one person said it was their favorite episode, but I feel like that's sarcasm. And they can come at me, bro. Because really? Really, bro? No. Come at me. That's nobody's favorite episode. That's ridiculous. That's It's awful. It's terrible. I'm trying to think of a redeemable quality from the episode, but it's escaped. Oh, yeah, he chokes Haley right at the very beginning. Want to see yourself die? Come on, let's go watch you die. Oh, it's you. What the hell is the matter with you? And that's enjoyable. And Francine says, Actually, Stan, I didn't make a dessert tonight. Is exactly what you would say if we were getting a divorce tomorrow. (laughs) Our next segment is called Biggest Laugh. (laughs) Mm. My biggest laugh is the sobriety checkpoint that Stan, the Native American Kevin, dropped my Rolos. And Roger, who has a large bag of colonial cat food. Cat food? If I hold this, I won't float away. Strapped underneath his seatbelt, and then the front headlight is shot out. Good evening, sir. Have you been drinking? Evening. Even. Ing. Making things even. Please step out of the car, sir. Hey, no! Hang on! He knows. <laughs> we just peel out. My biggest laugh is when Roger and Stan escape the weed barn. Ah, oh, you know what I meant to ask you? How did we get out of there? I, I think we did some sweet maneuvers from that movie Backdraft. I never saw Backdraft. Me either. I they got out. It's the moment that you've been waiting for. Stan and Roger are high. We have to save Jeff. There's not a moment to lose. You're going to love it. Okay, Paul. My biggest laugh is Jeff's dad's sarcasm. That whole scene in the kitchen. Someone has stolen all his awards. All of them. Must have been several strong men with a huge truck. What? What do you mean Jeff's never won an award in his entire life? Where he just tears into Jeff. For being a no good nobody. I enjoy it because it reminds me of my own father figure in my life, Christy. My illustrious son, Paul. (laughs) Gonna round up a posse. Okay, we'll skip it. We'll skip it. (laughs) Skip what? Making Paul cry. Refrigerator moments. Smith? Yeah? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. You slept with my daughter. Wait a minute. That guy wasn't blind. He saw my gun. Damn it! We haven't talked about this in a while, but a refrigerator moment is after you've watched a movie or a TV show and you're at your refrigerator after, because you're always at your refrigerator, aren't you? Fat ass. Paul! Sorry, you're very thin today. And you're like, hey, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) What's yours, Paul? My refrigerator moment is how in the blue hell did they spend $147 at a 7-Eleven? That'll be $147. Where, where, where are we going to get that type of cash? It's not possible. They were buying the most expensive Cheetos you've ever seen. You'd be hard-pressed to get $147 worth of anything at 7-Eleven and carry it in your arms. Just, like, as much as you can carry in your arms, try to get $147 worth of stuff. I don't know, the beef jerky is pretty expensive. I know that they 
charge a lot more than normal for, say, cat food. <laughs> and it's enormous cat food. <laughs> it's called colonial cat food, and it, the cat has little ringlets, <laughs> like an, a powdered wig. My refrigerator moment is if you watch closely when Stan and Jeff are driving and then Roger passes them on the motorcycle, look for train tracks. What the hell are you doing? I'm taking my bounty back. Ah! What's your problem? Oh, you mean besides being shot at by a bottom-heavy freak? <gasps> you know it's awkward when I try to jog. Because you won't see them. <laughs> there are no train tracks when Roger pulls ahead of them and cuts them off. And then when Stan walks from his car to Roger, you won't see any train tracks. And then all of a sudden, train tracks appear. Mm-hmm. Right, they separate Roger and Stan from Jeff. Look, Jeff. Damn it, Roger, he's getting away. Suddenly there's some train tracks. So another thing is maybe a minute later, mm-hmm. there's a train going the exact opposite direction. How does that work? Right. How's that proper train maybe behavior? Maybe if there yeah. was a switch, but they would have to be playing some crazy scheduling games. Right. They, they were playing it fast and loose on these train tracks. And as we know, there's a lot of American Dad fans who are also train aficionados. Right. I'm sure they notice these details. We'll leave it to them to tell us what the hell's going on with these magical train tracks. We'll let the train experts weigh in. Also, do you think it's like a racial joke that the leprechaun was (laughs) late? (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) Best Roger moment. Glug, glug, best, best. Get ready, my tummy is your nest, because I'm stepping in the best. Ah! My best Roger moment is Roger singing along with Sister Christian. And we've already discussed this, but a giant bag of colonial cat food (laughs) strapped to him. Can't stress enough how funny this bag of cat food is. Your motor is What's your price for flying? Funded Mr. Right. Be alright tonight. Alright. Nice. My best Roger's Roger moment is when he's sharpening his knife in the hotel room. Hi, my name is Stan Smith. I seem to have lost my credit card. Can you tell me the last place I used it? I also like that he thinks that Stan is Italian. My mother's maiden name? Uh, something Italian. I look Italian. Try Frappuccino. Try Frappuccino. <laughs> and then when he takes another call, he just jams the knife into the hotel bed. <laughs> Hold on, I got a beep. Hello? Roger, it's me. Jeff and Stan are at Jeff's father's house in North Carolina. It's not a great motel. You're going to find some knife wounds in your mattress. It's the kind of motel that it is. Well, my Roger's best moment is when he introduces himself as Horse Renoir. Horse Renoir. Bounty hunter. Born in the bayou. Some say the hell spawn of a prostitute and a whore. Others say... Shut up! Rude. Rude. Potent quotables. (laughs) Steve, do you know who said, I can resist anything but temptation? Um... Jesus? (laughs) Jesus? <laughs> it was Oscar Wilde. Oh, gosh. 
my potent quotable is when Roger is in the barn. He informs Jeff's dad that he doesn't have arthritis. You don't have arthritis. Rude. Liar. Rude. Liar. (laughs) My favorite quote, or best quote of the episode, is Stan when he says, She ta. She toes. There is so much beauty in the world. That right there. That's the scene that just drives this up every pothead's must-watch list. Why do my wrists hurt? Because you're lying on them. How can you hear what I'm thinking? They love it. Cheetah. Cheetos. <laughs> Mine's when the firefighter is talking to Steve and says, You can't see no more keys? They have to be there. <laughs> it's gone. The gift is gone. Or was it a curse? You can't see no more keys? No. Well, goodbye. Just doing his best Morgan Freeman impersonation. After a full night of chopping through various parts of the house (laughs) and through all of the furniture. They should have drawn the keys in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, so that you can see them right there. I don't know. Maybe Klaus has them because Mm -hmm. Klaus was helping. Uh, This is true. Our next segment is called Doing Research. Doing Research. research. So much freaking research. Funky research. All right, my research. Just Mugshot is a reference to a Van Halen album cover as his prison license plate includes OU812. OU812. Apparently that's on a Van Halen album cover. I don't know jack shit about Van Halen, but I assume that's what's going on there. His booking number is... is That's in the middle of it. Oh, booking number. Yeah, that works. Is his dad the reason he didn't graduate high school? On top of everything else. Wow. Seems possible. And we were also saying that it could be why Jeff is addicted to pot. Right. He gave him pot as a little baby. (laughs) Jeff's had it pretty rough. (laughs) But at least he was introduced to weed at a young age. My doing research is the reference that is made when Roger and Stan are hopping. And then Roger kicks over the lantern and starts a fire. I saw this in a movie once. Hop with me. Mm. Mm. That's good. Why did you do that? Well, you weren't going to do anything from a movie. This is a reference to Indiana Jones uh, in The Last Crusade. Uh, Indiana Jones' father starts a fire with a lighter, and then they hop over to a spinning platform and hit a, a lever, and then they swing and are revealed to the Nazis. And antics ensue. Right. Except for that they didn't, they didn't mean to start a general fire. <laughs> right. You're trying to burn through the ropes. Yes. My research is Steve's psychic abilities, his black jacket, and his zapped hairstyle. (laughs) It's a reference to Christopher Walken in the TV show The Dead Zone. Is it a TV show or movie? Movie The Dead Zone. We should watch that because Christopher Walken acting like a psychic. (laughs) But doesn't he do it in an SNL sketch? I feel like I've already seen this. I don't know. All I can think of is... The he Continental does. or Colonel Angus. Well, great. That's wonderful, but it's not relevant. Irrelevant. Final thoughts. Dad is gone. And we're not going home ever again. Not going home. 
Ever again. Well, there's your final thought. You got no more keys? Goodbye. Can't see no more keys. <laughs> Having been doing the Instagram and clipping out things from certain episodes, joint custody has a lot of very clippable moments. <laughs> yeah, there's some very iconic scenes mm-hmm. that were created in this episode, like Stan standing there in the store. Right. And then Roger and Stan being together in the car. Night Ranger, man. Night Ranger. You get to see Stan on drugs, but it's not to the point where he's hallucinating or anything. Even though it was a tremendous amount of weed. <coughs> I feel funny. <coughs> it must be the smoke inhalation. And we also were talking about how Jeff's dad's intentions were to kill Stan and Roger. Dark. I knew I shouldn't have confessed to two people I was going to kill. He admits that. Because you're kind of like, what the hell are you going to do <laughs> with them after you turn Jeff in? And ultimately, by trying to get the money for Jeff and leaving them there at his barn, it cost him everything. It's a tragic story. When he gets out of prison, he's going to go back to a burned down barn. He lost his barn. He lost all of his grow equipment. He lost thousands of kilos of <laughs> marijuana. Actually, he has so much that I'm like, why are you just sitting on this? You should come back and plan on killing Jeff. <laughs> like you yeah. ruined my life. Right. Somebody's out to get Jeff. Yeah. And you don't know who it is. Dad. And it turns out to be his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's ruined. <laughs> it would have been interesting, though, for them to have found the keys they get there, but they're too late. Hmm. And then Haley finds out about all the weed. That She's... Jeff is basically like the heir. <laughs> <laughs> Haley sees all the weed that has been destroyed and drops to her knees. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it's been burnt and then the insides are still good or whatever. She's like, you guys go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to put out this fire. When are she we... just walks into the barn and closes the door behind her. Like one of the funniest quotes I remember Haley saying is when she says, winner, winner, weed for dinner. I stayed under for five minutes and I saved the bag of weed. Winner, winner, weed for dinner. Oh, Haley, look at you. All time low. Yeah, it is a shame that Haley doesn't find out about all that weed because I feel like she would go nuts. Yeah, Haley and Jeff, if they inherited the weed somehow, mm-hmm. they would sort of hold hands and like jump up and down in circles. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lady and a cross thing keeps staring in our in our window. I'm if I'm I think I'm making straight on eye contact with her right now. Did you did you see that? The Indian? Who, Kevin? <laughs> there's no way she's not looking into this window. I really love the next episode though. It's gonna be super good. It's, it's gonna- number one. Not Bush comes to dinner. You're number one, George. Number one. All right. I hate you, Paul. I hate you. 
No, you don't. Sooner or later, y'all fuckers will be in India or wherever it is you're going. Yeah, and I'm grateful every day that we're leaving. Get, and I hope that we never have to come back. Good. Get the fuck out. I'll start a lovely life here so long as they don't ask me to pay the full mortgage. But you love disguises. What? Where'd you get that idea? You can't go five minutes without doing a fashion montage. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. I hate disguises. And I'd rather stay in the attic than wear your uniform. Then stay in the attic. It's my body! Hey!